Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. On your storm team station, WTOP this morning also. Why a look into recent gun confiscations have several D.C. police officers off the streets. I'm Mike Marilla. Russia annexes four Ukrainian regions. Washington calls it a sham. The opening date for the new Potomac Yard station has been pushed back. I'm Ian Kramer. Good morning. Welcome in 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. I'm Jim Crisul in Raleigh, North Carolina. What's left of Hurricane Ian will generate gusty winds and heavy rain across the Carolinas and southern Virginia through Sunday. Emily Hughes has piled sandbags outside her flood-prone store in Hickory, North Carolina. But because it does come through so quickly, and if it's a heavy storm, the drainage isn't very good, so it just completely floods. Ian's remnants are expected to dissipate over western North Carolina and southwestern Virginia. Jim Crisula, CBS News, Raleigh, North Carolina. There may still be some people stranded on Sanibel Island off Florida, the lone bridge leading to and from the high-end houses on the island in the Gulf of Mexico cracked with the force of Hurricane Ian. CBS's Omar Villafranca flew along as rescues and surveys of damages. Coast Guard crews carried out dramatic rescues. A family was pulled to safety off Sanibel Island. Rear Admiral Brendan McPherson. So they're not just out rescuing people they don't know. They're rescuing people that they have lunch with, they, they socialize with, they're in part of the community with. So it impacts us too. Army Corps of Engineers Brigadier General Daniel Hebner got a bird's eye view of roads, bridges, and other vital structures. What are you looking for? Pump stations, we're looking at nursing homes, uh, hospitals. Congress has averted a shutdown of the federal government, says CBS's Scott McFarland. They waited until the 11th hour, but Congress has approved a government spending plan that prevents a shutdown and keeps federal government programs funded at the current level through December when they'll have to fight this battle again. The plan also includes billions of dollars to support Ukraine and billions of dollars for disaster recovery from Western wildfires to the hurricanes. As he threatened to do, Russian President Vladimir Putin on Friday annexed four regions of Ukraine. After holding referendums, the West is called a sham. At the White House, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warned the U.S. will sanction anyone supporting the annexation. We are sending a clear warning from the United States government, supported by all of our G7 partners. We will sanction and impose export controls on any individual, entity, or country that provides political or economic support to these attempts at annexation. Wall Street closed out a perfectly miserable September on Friday with its worst monthly decline since March 2020. The S&P 500 fell to its lowest level in almost two years. The Dow off 1.7%, NASDAQ down 1.5%. Nike fell sharply after the company said it had to slash prices in order to clear inventories. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 
For nine years, a man terrorized women across the D.C. region. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series, available October 4th on all podcast platforms. WTOP at 3.03. Good Saturday morning. We made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome to a new month. First of October, 2022. Steady light rain and drizzle today. Windy, 30 miles per hour at times. High of 53, 57 right now. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along through your early weekend morning ride. Topping the stories we're following for you as we ride into this Saturday together. We begin with the weather topping the news this morning. No surprise there. Our dreary weekend has begun thanks to what used to be Hurricane Ian. The storm coming ashore in South Carolina, smashing up some piers in Myrtle Beach in that area on Friday. Its winds are now down at last check to 40 miles per hour. As the storm spins northward, rain is affecting our area this overnight early morning. It will get heavier, we're told. The winds more intense. Stay with WTOP for the very latest. Now, the storm's leftovers are expected to impact southern Maryland more than any other parts of the state. Here at the Kellams Field Complex. We're uh, filling sandbags, getting ready for the storm. Just in case, they're saying the storm surge might come in, so... Just being prepared. Nathan Kuntz says his family lives right on the Chesapeake Bay, so flooding is a possibility. Calvert and St. Mary's counties are also providing sandbags to residents. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan says the state is getting ready for the storm in multiple ways. Highway drains are being cleared. Search and rescue teams are being checked for readiness. And you've heard it before, Hogan says when it floods, drivers should turn around. Don't drown. In Chesapeake Beach, Michelle Bash, WTOP News. Over in Virginia, the Department of Transportation preparing for the storm's potential impact as we head into the weekend says drivers can expect some lane closures as crews inspect and clear drainage structures. VDOT warns the storm could result in downed trees, power lines, and other debris, as well as severe flooding. It is reminding all drivers in the area to avoid flooded roadways and to be on special alert for any high wind advisories, especially on ridges or taller structures. Stay with WTOP all weekend for up-to-the-minute information on the remnants of Ian and their effects on our region at 103.5 FM, WTOP.com, and, of course, on the WTOP app. WTOP at 3.05. Turning the page to other stories we're following for you this early Saturday morning. Seven D.C. officers who serve in southeast D.C. have apparently been taken off the streets. This after being accused of not properly handling interactions with people found with illegal guns. This matter is serious. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti says an internal investigation that included comparing body camera footage to officer reports found that during several recent seizures of illegal guns. The firearm was taken and placed into evidence. However, the suspect was allowed to go free. He says that's not supposed to happen. That does not make communities safer when we allow people, in some instances, potentially armed felons, to go to go on about their business and just recover the firearm. The investigation began after a community complaint against officers back on September the 11th. Conti says with the findings, several other members of the 7th District Crime Suppression Team have been temporarily reassigned as well. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Now this morning, two issues of transportation. You know those six metro stations south of Reagan National that have been shut down? Well, they're going to be closed longer than expected. Metro now says this morning they won't reopen until Saturday, November 5th. 
They blame what they call unexpected site conditions for this delay. On top of all that, a new station will not be running until next year, after all. Metro says it will not be able to open the Potomac Yard station this year after all, and it's blaming the contractor for failing to meet the project delivery schedule. The two sides are now working on a new schedule. The contractor, Capital Delivery, says their team has been working around the clock to meet the schedule, but they're not able to do that. The contractor's executive vice president went on to apologize to its customers and the city of Alexandria for the inconvenience. Capital Delivery says it's working as quickly as possible to deliver a high-quality station and move the project forward in a safe and responsible way. Metro says it's committed to resolving the scheduling issues. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. Diamonds Direct's unbelievable zero interest finance offer is coming to a close. But you have until this Sunday to take advantage of five years zero interest financing on any purchase. Now more than ever, it's the smartest way to buy. You can get that engagement ring or fabulous piece of designer jewelry and spread your payments over five years without paying a dime in interest. This amazing offer is good through this weekend only. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Get all the details, including special Sunday hours, at DiamondsDirect.com on approved credit. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. Saturday morning, 1st of October, new month, 308. Glad you're with us. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Maryland, our crash activity on the BW Parkway just cleared southbound before Powder Mill. Still with some delays getting past it, but most of those will be gone very shortly as the tow truck is hooked up and everyone is clearing out of the roadway. So you should have those lanes back heading toward the Capitol Beltway from Powder Mill Road southbound BW Parkway. 95 remains drama-free between the two beltways. New crash being talked about in Frederick County will be on I-70 westbound before Mount Airy with caution as the first responders go looking for it. 270 between Frederick and the Lane Divide is fine and 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway. Nothing in your way except a lot of wet roads. It's a sloppy track and will be, in fact, might even get a little worse if we get closer to sunrise. Extra caution as you drive this morning. We had a very, very busy first three hours of this morning. Please. Back off the speed. Give yourself more following distance. Across the Bay Bridge, you've still got wind restrictions in effect. Limited wind restrictions. That means house trailers, empty box trailers, and any other vehicle that would not be able to safely navigate the winds and the bridge at the same time will not be asked to get onto the bridge. You will be sitting on the side until the winds die down. In Maryland, that is Maryland, in Virginia... On the Beltway, no reported delays. The earlier crash northbound 95 after Garrisonville, still with two right lanes getting by as the crash activity lingers off the left. And then the southbound crash activity after Dale City and after the car rest area. If anything is lift, left there, I should say, it's over on the shoulder right. In the district, H Street and H H Street and 8th Street Northeast, all lanes blocked for police activity. There is fire department activity outbound New York Avenue near Hecht Street through Ivy City. Follow police direction to get around. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Oh, tracking that weekend for you and looking rather wet. So if you're going to be out and about at all, make sure you take the umbrella or the poncho if you're thinking about uh, heading out for any extra time here. Temperatures in the upper 50s to low 60s on your Saturday. Scattered showers and some drizzle, but not an all-day rain on Saturday. Sunday, a better chance for more rain and some rather uh, windy conditions too. High only around 60, so very cool for this time of year. 60 on Monday as well with a 40% chance of showers. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 57 in Hyattsville, 54. 
24 in Fredericksburg, Virginia. You're waking up to 60 degrees in eastern Maryland this early 3 a.m. hour. Saturday morning, new month, October 1st, 2022. We're at 57 and holding right now in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Long Fence. From Washington to Kyiv, updates on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 24-7-365-103.5 FM at WTOP.com. The latest in just moments on WTOP. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you, as a police officer, we're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere, so the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Russia has officially annexed four regions of Ukraine this week. Ukraine and the international community are condemning this move and vow to ignore it altogether. So how will that impact Vladimir Putin? WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green spoke exclusively this week to Estonia's Minister of Defense. Despite all of Russia's failures, Vladimir Putin's going to continue with his war. He's not afraid to send uh, people without any training, without any preparation uh, to the battlefield. Estonia's Minister of Defense, Hanno Pevkur. This means that they, these people will be either captured, wounded, or they will be killed. He said there is one thing that we in the West have to understand above all else. Putin has no limits and he's not taking uh, international law as something he has to obey. No, he will do whatever he wants to do uh, and uh, he's not uh, he, he's not cared uh, what the international law or rule of law says. But Pepcor said Estonia and the allies are not helpless and whatever Russia does it will have to answer for. Well JJ uh, US hit Russia hard with sanctions. One thing the uh, Minister of Defense said that Putin has no limits and so that brings up the question concerns that maybe Putin is in a corner may do something unspeakable like maybe using nuclear weapons. How are Estonia and the other neighbors feeling about that. Well, Sean, they say the West and they and the whole world, in fact, are rapidly approaching the point, and I'm just sort of paraphrasing this and putting in this into understandable language, the same point we reached with Kim Jong-un and his threats about using nuclear weapons. We realized that he was not suicidal. Many say the same is true about Vladimir Putin, but even if he is, the large majority of the people that support his regime, I'm told, are not. So him launching a nuclear strike, while it is a very real possibility, is more likely than not bluster. But if he decides to go along with it and to do it, a tactical or limited range nuclear strike and not a strategic nuclear strike is more likely than a strategic nuclear strike because if he did do something like a strategic nuclear strike, that would mean absolutely lights out for him and his regime. But by the same token, we've been advised by Pevcor and others to take his nuclear threats seriously. With the latest of the war between Ukraine and Russia, that's WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Is there a calculator that can't compute in your kitchen drawer? Recycle it at Staples. A shredder that won't shred under your bed? Or a collection of cables cluttering up your closet? Recycle them now at Staples with Staples Free Tech Take Back. 
we'll recycle your old tech free. Plus, rewards members get $5 back in rewards. So if you have modems, mice, and mobile phones making a mess of your home, recycle them now at Staples. Limit one reward per month. Redeemable in-store only. Exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash recycling for details. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Saturday, 315, new month, October 1st. Welcome in. Sports time and Frankie's turn once again this early hour. No dance baseball on Friday night. Rained out. They hope to uh, make it up on Saturday night as part of a uh, split doubleheader scheduled for 1 and 7 o'clock at Nats Park. Nats and the Phillies. They did get a game in on Friday afternoon. Phillies stole six bases. It's part of a 5-1 victory for Philadelphia over the Nationals at Nats Park. Eric Fetty took the loss for the Nationals. Orioles. They beat the Yankees 2-1 to in New York and hold Aaron Judge without his uh, 62nd homer, so he's still on 61 as the Birds kick off the series in New York with a victory. Commanders are 1-2. and They've uh, looked pretty lifeless, let's be honest, the last couple games. Let's see if they can show something against Dallas on Sunday. They're going to be wearing those all-black uniforms for the first time. They're three-point underdogs. They will not have center Wes Schweitzer in the lineup. He's out dealing with a concussion. Capitals preseason two-zip win at the Detroit Red Wings. John Carlson, Lars Eller goals for the Capitals. NBA preseason over in Japan. Wizards fall to Golden State 96-87. They'll play again as part of this uh, preseason uh, ceremony on Sunday. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 316 Saturday morning, October 1st on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you this early morning hour. Storm surge is a major concern this morning as Ian batters the Carolinas after making landfall between Myrtle Beach and Charleston, South Carolina, smashing at least four piers Friday in the area. Ian, this morning, no longer a hurricane. Its winds last checked now at 40 miles per hour as the storm spins northward. Rain is affecting our area as we speak. As you rise this morning with us here at WTOP, the weatherman says it's going to get heavier and winds more intense. Keep your dial right where it is on WTOP. We'll get you through it. Of all our troubles right now, we do not, believe it or not, have to worry about a federal government shutdown. After all, President Joe Biden this week signing a spending bill early in the evening Friday that is designed to keep things going through mid-December, we're told. And Alexandria has told Virginia state leaders it will not follow proposed policies on the treatment of transgender students. The governor further says that school personnel and other students cannot be forced to address students by their chosen name and identify pronouns. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Saturday morning, 1st of October at 317. Welcome in. Fall, in case you don't know, has officially arrived. That means plenty of fun events ahead of Halloween. Jay Fraze here, WTOP Entertainment Editor Jason Fraley with our October Entertainment Guide this weekend. Get ready for gorillas at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Smashing Pumpkins Rock Capital One Arena. Arrested Development plays Bethesda Blues and Jazz. Post Malone hits Capital One Arena. Arcade Fire comes to the anthem. Ray LaMontagne plays Strathmore. Weird Al Yankovic brings parodies to the Kennedy Center. Jeff Beck plays the anthem with Johnny Depp. And Brendan Fraser visits the Middleburg Film Festival. See the full guide on WTOP.com. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Saturday morning at 318. 
Traffic and weather on the 8th. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Heads up on the Maryland Beltway. Just got word of a new crash on the outer loop. It's going to be between Colesville Road and Georgia Avenue. First responders heading that way, looking for it now. Don't have any more specifics on it than that. If you've got them, if you can give them to us safely, we'll take them. 866-304-WTOP. Outer loop heads up between Colesville Road, exit 30, and Georgia Avenue, exit 31. The rest of the Beltway should be in good shape. Caller finds our crash in Frederick County. It's going to be 70 westbound after Mount Airy, exit 68. Crash activity in the median and blocking one left lane. Southbound crash activity near the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, now gone. Traveling should be good now between the beltways. 95, likewise quiet. One beltway to the other. 270 between Frederick and the lane divide is quiet. 50 across the Bay Bridge. Limited wind restrictions remain in effect. Empty house, empty box trailers, house trailers, and any vehicle that cannot safely make it across because of the winds, not going to be allowed to do it. On the Virginia Beltway, between McLean and Alexandria, we are good. 95 northbound crash activity lingers after Garrisonville blocking a left lane. Southbounders, whatever may be left of that crash, the third one of the overnight hours near the Dale City car rest area is over on the right shoulder, if anything exists. I don't think anything does, though. On 66 between Haymarket and the Roslyn Tunnel, we are good in the district. We had police activity along the H Street corridor, H Street Northeast at 8th Street Northeast. It's easy for me to say. Lanes are blocked for police activity. New York Avenue outbound, coming through Ivy City near Hecht Avenue Northeast. We had fire department activity with caution for what may remain in the roadway. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Tracking that weekend for you and looking rather wet as we move on through the next couple of days here. First of all, the radar right now seeing some shower activity around town after the heavier rain we saw a little bit earlier. Now as we move on through the day, often on showers for your Saturday, uh, areas of drizzle as well. So keep that umbrella handy. Highs in the upper 50s to low 60s. On Sunday, a high only around 60 in the city. Most areas, though, in the mid-50s. So a cool, rainy day on Sunday. Sunday, it's going to be coming down pretty good. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 53 in Ruston, 57 in Bethesda, 55 Woodbridge. It is 57 degrees and holding in our nation's capital. 3 a.m. hour, Saturday morning, new month, October 1st. This latest check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted, same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Stick around. Shifting gears coming up. We'll check out stuff for you to watch this weekend right here on WTOP. When I was younger, I may have did some stupid things, even committed some crimes, but I am not a criminal. I worked for youth advocate programs, yet yeah, I was Tumani's advocate, helping him stay out of jail, stay in the neighborhood, and get a job. As a little kid, I experienced trauma and I acted out. Made some mistakes, but I'm not a mistake. As Jalen's YAP advocate, I'm always here for her. YAP is a community-based alternative to youth incarceration and neighborhood violence. Youth advocate programs. Learn how at yapinc.org. Monroe is still a cultural icon these days, but a new movie about her doesn't garner the same type of adoration. On the hand. How'd you get your start? What start? In movies. I guess I was discovered. I know you're supposed to get used to it, but I just can't. Marilyn Monroe only exists on the screen. This morning, Washington Post film critic Ann Hornaday with a review that is, well, not so spectacular here. 
This one, um, I gave it one star, and I'm beginning to regret that one star. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's, that's how, tough. That, that's how little I thought of this. This is an adaptation of a novel by Joyce Carol Oates that was highly speculative even when it came out. She took a lot of liberties in terms of her imagination of what Marilyn Monroe's life was like, what her interior life was like. And in a way, I kind of feel like you can get away with that in a book because it's such a personal and interior experience to read a book. But when you put that on screen, it takes a different life. And, and in this case, the director, Andrew Dominic, sort of re-exploits Monroe, re-objectifies her in a way that I think probably Oates was intending to deconstruct with her book. We just heard Ana de Armas plays Monroe and really, I think, gives a creditable performance. I thought the accent was a little bit wobbly in some scenes, but I think she genuinely does seek to inhabit this individual. But the way that the movie portrays her is so reductive. I mean, she's such a victim. She goes from one abusive relationship with a man to the next. And I just think it leaves out so much of her genius. She was a genius. Her comic timing was superb the way she moved, her understanding of a scene and her part in it, her instincts, all of those things were really celebrating and noting and they just go completely ignored in this film so I'm afraid I don't have much good to say about it. However, it seems like you do have something good to say about Bros, which you gave three out of four stars we only have 30 seconds, what do you like about it? It's fun. This is the first big studio R-rated gay rom-com. It brought down the house at Toronto. It is a crowd pleaser. Billy Eichner plays the lead and Luke McFarlane, who I know Hallmark movie fans know of it. This is sort of his breakout role. He's charming. It's funny. It's acerbic. It's sort of a good old-fashioned rom-com in the theaters, which I think a lot of people have been craving. Washington Post film critic Ann Hornaday with stuff for you to watch this weekend and a conversation with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. When a student lacks basic needs like food, clothing, and learning materials, attending school can be a challenge. And that can make it impossible to thrive. At Communities in Schools, we address this issue by ensuring that students have everything they need to re-engage in learning. Access to technology and school Supplies. And even emotional support. By bringing communities of support to students, we're achieving equitable learning conditions. And that's what Communities in Schools is all about. Learn more at communitiesinschools.org. WTOP at 325 Saturday morning. Welcome in. Money News. Each half hour, 25 and 55. Jeff Claybaugh here to wrap up your business week. The Dow lost an even 500 points in Friday's session, taking its week-long loss to 2.9%. Personal spending in August was up a more than expected 6.2% from a year ago. Amazon is closing all but one of its U.S. customer call centers, shifting those jobs to remote work to save money on real estate. Nike overshot supply chain response, ending the quarter with a 44% jump in unsold inventory. Nike's profits fell 20%. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. This is WTOP News. High inflation and a weakening economy are still not affecting the job market, it seems. The number of Americans filing for unemployment aid at last check fell by 16,000 to 193,000, the lowest level actually in several months. But other signs in the economy remain troublesome this morning. 
Mark Hebrick, Senior Economic Analyst for Bankrate.com, joins WTOP to give us the latest on the job market as he sees it. The job market remains the most positive part of the economy if you view it from a job security perspective. And these jobless claims have actually risen a little bit over the summer. We're up in the mid-200,000 range, and here we are back below 200,000, lowest since April. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about whether we are in a 